Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Doc Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple. 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. Hello and welcome to the MMQB NFL Podcast. I'm Gary Grambling. And I'm Connor Orr. Connor, we have lots of Week 7 action to break down here. Uh, we also have a little bit of a little smattering of uh, trade deadline stuff. We had a trade that the 49ers and Panthers so rudely made after we had already taped our midweek show, so we haven't uh, fired off our takes yet. Uh, but yeah, it was... Uh, <laughs> Not it, only after we taped our midweek show... But after we assaulted Christian McCaffrey's trade value, yeah, and I was just like, yeah, that guy sucks. And the and the 49ers gave up like half of their remaining draft equity for all time to get him. So uh, look, and and where are they now? Winless True. since they got him, Connor. And the Panthers are one and zero. This is like <laughs> Russell Wilson all over again. It is. It really is. <laughs> uh, yeah, but this whole. We're going to queue up our uh, Simpsons clip of the week here uh, on this one because this whole thing was a little bit like uh, everyone was sort of inching off that 49ers offense a little bit. Everyone likes the defense, but that offense is kind of eh, it, it's what it is again. And then they got Christian McCaffrey. And what uh, what happens here? It's like when, uh, you know, when Malibu Stacy got the new hat. Wait, don't be fooled. She's just a regular Malibu Stacy with a stupid cheap hat. She still embodies all the awful stereotypes she did before. 
But she's got a new hat. <laughs> there you go. Excellent line read for uh, Waylon Smithers on that one, too. Uh, yeah, this was a lot of issues defensively for, 45, for the 49ers in this game, which the Chiefs do that to you. They also lost Dre Greenlaw, uh, one of their fine linebackers, in the third quarter. Uh, but it really went sideways here uh, defensively. But offensively, gosh, so many ugly plays still crop up despite all of these just millions of playmakers in this offense. Yeah, um, so I, I don't know if you read what I wrote about Christian McCaffrey at midnight on Thursday when this happened, but needless to say, um, I was pretty excited. Like, um, I, I would imagine that, like, let's say midnight on Thursday back in whatever, uh, 2000 BC, I find out, I'm, I'm, I'm writing on deadline and we find out about like the creation of democracy. I think I would be, <laughs> I think I was nicer to Christian McCaffrey. I was more excited about the Christian McCaffrey trade than I would have been for like a, a world changing, uh, uh, political setup. So yeah, I, I was, man. I was so excited, but you know what? You and I, especially, I feel like have done so many stories on, on outside zone and wide zone, why it works, what it's good about it, and specifically what's good about Kyle Shanahan. And I think what was so cool about it was, okay, he's got a tight end that's really a wide receiver in George Kittle. He's got mm -hmm. Kyle Juszczyk as a fullback who's really a tight end, and then he's got Debo Samuel's, you know, a wide receiver who could also be a running back. And now he's got a running back who could be a wide receiver. You could run. You could line that team up in any personnel grouping possible. The defensive coordinator has no anchor. He can't look at what you have on the field and decide what he wants to put in there. You mm -hmm. should be a. You shouldn't be beating teams. You should be assaulting teams. Um, and granted, it's going to take him a week or two to get in the lineup. He didn't seem like he had a ton of snaps this week. But I mean, uh, you know, I said that this was going to make him Super Bowl contenders, and I feel a little silly today. I'm not going to lie. I don't know. So here's the thing. Obviously, they didn't have Christian McCaffrey up to speed in this one. They had like 72 hours to get him ready uh, for his first game in a 49ers uniform. We're going to fire off takes because that's what we are paid uh, just obscene amounts of money to do. <laughs> but there's not a whole lot to uh, to take away from, as far as like McCaffrey and his fitness office. And you're right. Like, I mean defenses base what they're going to do. Their first hint is what kind of personnel you have on the field. The personnel is almost meaningless because like you said, everyone can do everything. Put Robbie Gold at left guard. I mean, they can, they can go ahead and yes. do that and, and get away with it. But, uh, you know, defensively, a bit of a head scratcher in this one. Uh, I would have hoped that this unit fared better against a Chiefs offense that was missing Tyreek Hill and missing that sort of game-breaking speed element. Uh, just not a good day for them. But uh, the whole approach, it's not exactly the same because the Miami Dolphins just collected so much overwhelming speed uh, that it's almost like, uh, you know, th this is... This is too much. This is too much speed. This is unfair to have this much speed on the field at one time. This is not quite that, but it's in the same vein. It's the overall approach of saying, we can't really do anything about the quarterback right now. We're not going to you know, call the Chargers and get Justin Herbert, although if the Chargers are going to continue to use Justin Herbert in the way they are right now, maybe they do. I don't know. Uh, you're not going to get some sort of game-changing quarterback in there right now, so the next best thing, thing is you just surround him with 
such an embarrassment, such an obscene amount of talent that it can't not work. And you've seen it click fairly well in Miami, uh, small sample size at this point, but in San Francisco, it's, it's still a lot of the same issues. And and we know Jimmy Garoppolo is not a guy who's going to play well in second reaction. Uh, that's just never been his game. It's never going to be his game. But uh, his decision-making and his really, like, just sort of scattershot accuracy, it's been, a, it's been a deal for, you know, like three seasons now. He just fires high and wide for no particular reason too often. And I like the decisiveness he plays with most of the time. I like the the sort of underneath intermediate accuracy, but uh, there's just way too many. You know, you get like a half dozen a game where it's just like, what is this? What what are you doing? <laughs> uh, like when I file a column, Gary, right? I <laughs> half, kind of the half Jimmy do- Garoppolo. Of, half dozen, uh, half dozen a week, half yeah. dozen a week from Connor. Half dozen a week where Gary's like, what am I doing here? You're like Kyle Shanahan in your cool ski hat, ski trucker hat, <laughs> just sort of regretting some life choices. Um, but, uh, you know, it's weird, right? The 40, Brandon Ayuk is obviously very, very fast, and he, I guess he's sort of their theoretical burner. Um, mm-hmm. And there, there is a necessary burner uh, that you need that to run this offense. You know, it's part of the ingredient to this. But I feel like where the 49ers and the Dolphins sort of diverged from their philosophies, which is really interesting. Like Mike McDaniel is speed, 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 speed. And Kyle Shanahan is sort of like yak, 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 you know? Mm-hmm. And now this is a very yak heavy team, but it it's predicated so much on, like you said, the, decif- the decisiveness and the accuracy, because not only do you have to get the ball out on time, you have to put it in the right spot to give them room to run. That's how they're going to make up a lot of the deficiencies in this offense. They're going to get yards after the catch. They're going to turn a six-yard gain into a 10-yard gain. That's their whole money-making scheme that they have going on there. Who's the... um the Remember the infomercial with the guy with the question mark suit? Oh, yeah. He had the book. It was for a book. Yes, and it was some sort of scam, oh, right? Oh my god! Well, I, I can't say for sure, but when it comes on at Comedy Central at three thirty a.m., Matthew uh, Lesko. Yes, there you go. Very good, Matthew Lesko. Um, uh, oh, for federal grant funding, is that what he okay. was doing? Free money. That's what it was called. Yeah, mm. federal grant. He's he's still alive, by the way. He got his MBA from. American University. He's got two kids. Good All for right. him. Um, got married Maybe. a few times. You know. <laughs> Maybe we'll read his book. Is what we'll say to keep him from suing us. Yeah. So I don't know why I just thought of that when I thought of money making schemes. <laughs> um, but but anyway, um, that's a long way of saying that. <laughs> Brandon Ayuk is needed to apply for federal grant fund. No, I'm just um, but uh, yeah, I, I think that. Uh, this whole thing, right? Trey Lance is down. Mm-hmm. We're not going to be able to have the Trey Lance offense. We got to go back to the Jimmy Garoppolo offense, which we were unhappy about. But now we just got to really just punch the pedal so hard that it's it, it it's you know we don't leave any excuses. But we we saw the limitations of that today for sure. Yeah, and before we move on, we should obviously just acknowledge very impressive game for the Chiefs. Uh, yeah. they, put up, they put up a lot of points on a very good defense. Again, the defense took on something of a different look once Dre Greenlaw was out. Uh, there were some communication issues. Uh, we had some long 
catch and run plays for the Chiefs, which was weird. But uh, that's the way it went. MVS was getting loose out there. He was. Him and Juju were uh, going nuts. Mecole Hardman, I think, just like uh, took the league lead in rushing touchdowns. He had, I don't know, six of them in this game, it seemed. So every you know time who, he touched the ball, he's going in. You know who also went ham today? Well, he had one catch for four yards. but uh, Noah our, Gray? Our preseason, uh, no, Noah Gray was a former X-Factor. Was, was former two podcast years ago. X-Factor. Justin yeah. Watson. Justin Watson yes. was our preseason player to watch in Kansas City. Patrick I really loves him. I realized this was a while ago, but it was a Thursday game, so we didn't talk about it on this show because we don't acknowledge Thursday night football. Uh, (laughs) It's not that. It's just the taping schedule is weird with Thursday night football uh, because they do it on Thursday night, and we're not taping the show on on Friday morning. I'm just Uh, not going to do it. When he toasted J.C. Jackson, when he just parked him and and just took off on him, I mean, how much did your heart swell up? Did did it reach a point where you were like, you know, telling your telling your wife like just just dial nine one. I'm, I'm not sure what's gonna happen here. <laughs> uh, he is uh, uh, to borrow the term from the late great Chris Wessling, who always had Wes's stable of boys, his favorite players for no apparent reason. Uh, mm-hmm. Justin is in my stable of boys, and I love uh, I love him dearly. I like to watch him play football. <laughs> What up, everyone? It's Lunchbox from the Bobby Bone Show, and I'm here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car, like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive. You can count on your new Camry to get you anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. 
United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it gonna, like that's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Lions, Cowboys. All right, thanks as always to Jimmy Traina of the SI Media Podcast, putting us on the Jimmy train, taking us through the games here. And uh, I do apologize to the uh, listener who said he loves the show, but he also likes to fall asleep to the show, and the Jimmy train wakes him up. Uh, That's the point of the bell. You don't sleep on the subway. Just like that old song. Uh, Let's go on to Lions-Cowboys here. The return of Dak Prescott, but uh, once again, the story of this team is is the defense is just smothering everyone. Yeah, and it's... It's so interesting, right? Because I don't think that there is an offensive coordinator or, you know, offensive head coach, play caller, whatever you want to call it. I don't think that there's a single person out there who has a down in and down out um, answer for Micah Parsons to the point where I think that a lot of the big plays that happen against the Cowboys are just, you know, kind of incidental right like when you catch them just in a weird spot where okay uh we had the call going the other way and Micah Parsons just happened to be lining up on the right side and this all ended up working out for us but otherwise I mean they're just wrecking people and Diggs is he's a wide receiver and it's it's so interesting I think they had the stat on one of the broadcasts it was either this week or last week or the week before that where I think the quarterbacks are something like 0 for 10 on go routes with him this year. Like you just hmm. can't throw it. Um, I think it's like deep, like kind of like flies goes, whatever kind of your deep vertical routes. I think they're yeah. 0 for 10, which is nuts. I mean, he's just, he's so good. And I think we all dismiss him as sort of a, I don't know what you want to call it. Or famine, a feast or famine yeah. player. That was just, you know, last year was kind of going to be the year, but I'm almost, I feel like for very different reasons because Richard Sherman was not that kind of player, but Richard Sherman had the baseline wide receiver skill set. And I think that you see that same thing in Diggs, where he's just he he can treat a ball in the air like a wide receiver and not a defensive back, which I think is probably true of a lot of those guys. You end up probably doing one or the other in high school, but you know, he is just purely so so good and uh, Alex Pruitt did a great story from our senior writer at SI uh, magazine cover story on the on on the Diggs brothers and so I think you can see a lot of one kind of helping the other in that in that sense yeah yeah this game was it was close in the first half you know Lions held a three nothing lead for most of the first half uh Cowboys kind of just never really abandoned what they wanted to do which was keep it on the ground a little bit more in this one and they didn't really have to abandon it one because they only gave up six points in the game but uh they just were dominant defensively throughout and uh again Cooper Rush was a nice story uh it is nice to know you have a competent backup uh on your depth chart should you have to turn to him at some point but you're just going to get <laughs> you're going to get a better level level of play from Dak Prescott 
should you run into a bunch of weird stuff and fall behind by two touchdowns, you have a chance to come back uh, with Dak Prescott. We saw a little bit of that last Sunday night where, you know, you're just lacking a little bit of firepower when it comes to Cooper Rush, even though that they did come close in that one. But, yeah, I don't know, man. I was the one person on the Cowboys bandwagon coming into the year, and I just sort of... I just had to weather it after the opener, after the opening loss against the Bucks. I just had to keep my head down for a little bit and uh, let everyone forget that I made these predictions until they got good again, and now they're good. So I'll Eze- remind everyone right now. I'll tell you what, Ezekiel Elliott looks. Uh, boy, I sounded like Chris Collinsworth for a second there, didn't I? <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what. Um, and I'm about to say something really obvious, so I guess I am. I do sound like Chris Collinsworth, mm-hmm. but Ezekiel Elliott looks ten years younger. He is spectacular um has played really well the last few weeks and the cowboys this is will mcclay like the personnel guy like everyone's like oh jerry jones is the gm not really uh will mcclay is their de facto personnel head and he just finds like even like these return players or pollard a couple of years ago but he he can judge uh, this might be a weird take but i think he can judge situational acceleration in players better than anybody, right? Because you have speed stats, which are speed, but then there's game speed. And you think you see a lot of teams drafting speed, but there's such a difference between game speed. And when Cowboys, like when they're rolling downhill and everyone's playing, they just have a really fast, fun team. And that's that's Will McClay right there. Yeah. Steelers, Dolphins. Sunday Night Football. A uh, couple of blue bloodish uh, franchises here, and young quarterbacks trying to trying to find a way to add various factors up to be excited to look back at this game. It's like when uh, when you're in college and you're taking stock of of what's in the cabinet, and you're like stale Cheetos, ground beef, uh, ramen, and you're just like. On one hand, like on the very far end of the spectrum, you maybe have the baseline for a phenomenal casserole, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. On the other hand, you just have a gross assemblage of disjointed things. And I think that's what we had there. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, let's start with the, I guess, the Steelers side of things. We, we know they're not very good this year. They weren't very good last year. They were just catching every conceivable break along the way. Uh, and this is kind of the result. Kenny Pickett is going to get a chance to, you know, get a get a multi-year look as their quarterback of the future. We'll see how it goes. Uh, this one was not good, right down to the <laughs> the fact that hand size came up during the game mm-hmm. when you're playing not in the winter and uh, all that other stuff that you worry about with, with hand size. Um, you know, the interception on the second to last drive which was sort of a desperation it's third and 16 it's it's not something you're gonna convert very often uh you know javon holland is sitting on the route and then they show the slow motion replay and it's just you know it's just it's slipping out of his hand it's just an ugly wobbling duck of a pass and you just kind of i don't know shrug your shoulders and you move on uh don't know what happened on the last play of this game. Uh, good for Noah Igbenogany, though, who was getting picked on all game. 
uh, as has happened pretty much any time he's been in the lineup uh, throughout his career, uh, he ends up getting the game-sealing interception. That's a nice moment, uh, but I have no idea what Kenny Pickett is throwing that ball to other than just saying, I'm just going to chuck one up at Igmanogany and trust that Deontay Johnson will find some way to catch it. You're on a hot streak. Can you just pronounce his last name one more time? Igmanogany. Fantastic. There you really, you go. Uh, yeah, you're doing, uh, you're, you're killing it. Um, it wasn't the hardest to pronounce uh, defensive back that actually played really well for the Dolphins on uh, on Sunday towards the end of that game. There was a lot of Clayton Fej dilemma, you know? Oh, that was your half of this deal. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm, mm. I'm, I missed up. Clayton, <laughs> Clayton, Fe, Clayton Fej dilemma. Yeah. Fajella dem. No, what, what is it? Do you know? Uh, what you said, Fajedalum, yeah. Fajedalum. <laughs> he he was good. He was good. He's popped up. He's been a special team. Fiji Delum, Clayton Fiji Delum. There were a lot of dudes in this game in the Dolphin secondary that were like, "Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, he's a special Justin Bethel." I mean, there's a lot of those types of guys who are core special teamers who have been in the league for like five, eight, ten years. But now they're all playing defensive back against a team whose strength is, uh, you know, theoretically their receivers. And you just, you, you know, you end up going home with 10 points. And that's not, that that ain't right. Clayton Fijidellum out of St. Xavier University. And then he transferred to Illinois. Yeah, I was going to say, I think he's a Big Ten guy. Very cool. He had like that. Uh, he had the big fourth down stop or the third down stop on Najee Harris, and then he, he tipped did. another ball. Um, yep. But going back to Kenny Pickett, you and I were talking before the show about that last throw, and I was wondering, did he have time to? Did he have time to run it and kind of get out of bounds and then get closer for another shot? I don't know, but I could see a scenario where. I mean, they just have so many good wide receivers on this team, and it's it's. I think it's going to start to get a little contentious in there. It's a it's a tough one to swallow here because the defense, which has had some issues this year, it, it was a pretty pretty overwhelming performance from this defense in the second half. Uh, and in a way, when you're looking at the Dolphins' offense, I think this is this is almost like a microcosm of the larger. Uh, you know, potential issue you have you have with them is the more you see this Mike McDaniel offense on tape with Tua Tungavailoa and the personnel they have in Miami, which is a little bit different stylistically uh, than they had in San Francisco. Uh, once everyone sees that more and more, because it's still it's a lot of cool stuff, but it's a lot of misdirection stuff. It's a lot of stuff that maybe doesn't. <sighs> Uh, have as much effectiveness as you as you wear through the season and you saw an offense that just really wasn't going to move the ball in the second half of the game and uh Tua it's you know it's a nice story that he's back uh but number one he continues to uh the dropped interceptions are weird for a guy who throws such a catchable ball (laughs) the number of dropped interceptions uh that are just bouncing off chests and hands of defensive backs this year uh, even going, but you know, it's a small sample size, but you know, New England dropped like three of them in the opener that were just like, wow, uh, how do you not catch that? Uh, it's, it's not great. Um, he, again, he looks more comfortable. I think he's been much better 
getting later into the down. As things get later into the down, I should say, he's still a guy who you want the ball coming out as soon as humanly possible. But he's been far less erratic when he has to sort of work a little bit later into the down, which is good. That's all good stuff. Uh, but it's just, you can't be this mistake prone uh, when you're playing in this offense as this style of quarterback. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's lost a lot of the, like you said, right? It's lost a lot of the machine polish to it because there isn't as much of that, the easy throw to high yield post throw gain ratio. Like, right. That's all gone now. I don't don't know if you know that formula, Gary, that's, (laughs) it's a very famous, uh, just threw a lot of math words at you here, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, uh, but that that part's gone, and so um, and, and it does in a sense remind me a little bit of like twenty twenty Garoppolo, right? I mean, once everybody has seen kind of the the bag of tricks, it's like okay, now we can kind of start working backwards here and seeing what you can do, and 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 we don't know where he's at. I mean, this is a you know, it's weird to see him on the field now. I'm going to be honest, you know, and, mm-hmm. and you know, I don't know. It, I don't know if it's time for that yet, but that's not my call to make. So, yeah, it's a, it's weird to see him on the field. It's weird to see him. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with the whole lowering the shoulder thing. I remember last year, and I can't remember who it was. He trucked like a defensive back at one point. And obviously it was a very rocky season for him last year and that was sort of a high point when he trucks the defensive back and they put it on uh Good Morning Football and all that stuff. Uh he tried that twice in this game and it's not even lowering his shoulder. He's lowering his helmet. I mean, this is like old school Trent Richardson like sta- like staring right down at the turf, lower your helmet and just charge forward uh in the in two situations where there was absolutely no reward for doing so. You could right. be like, okay, you're you're around the goal line, that's instinct, or like, oh, it's a huge play, uh, you know, it's a, it was the difference between like, okay, we're hey, we're punting from a thirty eight or the thirty seven. I better get to the thirty eight. Or it was like a it was like a second and long that was like second and six instead or third and six instead of third and eight or something like that. It just it makes no sense and I don't know if he is trying to make a point that maybe he's not as injury prone as as he's sort of being depicted to be in some circles. It's just it's really foolish. Yeah, um, I agree. I mean, it's just I don't know that they, they're just an, an uncomfortable watch right now. They went from a really fun watch uh, to a very uncomfortable watch. I would liken it almost. Um, not to make light of the situation, but um, have you heard of the Westfield Watcher? No. What is I'm in this? New, I'm in New Jersey. It's like a big. It was a big thing a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, there was this nice house, and uh, uh, this guy just kept writing them creepy letters to get them to move out. Oh yes, I do know this story. But, yeah, but yeah. go ahead. Yeah, but yeah, anyway, yeah. it's now a Netflix series, and. The first episode was really fun, and I was like, "Oh, like fun little mystery." And now it's just, it's just tough to watch. Like it's not, um, it's it's just over the top in every way, shape, and form. But like it's just a slog to get through. And so that's what the Dolphins became. It was a very exciting, fun thing for me, and is now less so of a of a fun thing for me. But can we end this on a high note? Uh, absolutely, we can. Deontay Johnson, that. 
that move that he did to get out of bounds on yes. the last play was just really cool. I like it. It was. It was, yeah. I mean, it, you know, you kind of feign to the sideline because the defensive back thinks you're going there. Uh, and he does some nifty stuff. He drops some passes, but he does some very nifty stuff on the field as well, and that was one of them. If you put that receiving core on the Giants right now, would you would you possibly consider them as like a two seed in the in the well they can't be a two seed but I, like among one of the best teams in the NFC? Yeah, why can't they be a two seed though? Why not? Well, because the Eagles are going to win that division. I don't know if the Giants catch them. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Packers Commanders This is the part of the show when things start to get a little bit sad Uh, We're going to talk about the Packers We're going to talk about another team with a veteran future Hall of Fame quarterback Who is maybe having a tough time working things out right now And look, we talked about it all summer There was going to be an adjustment period here for the Packers, with all these new faces coming in at receiver, uh, the issue has been the defense hasn't been, I don't even want to say it's been a bad defense, it's just been a really middling defense. And, you know, when you go into Washington and you're facing Taylor Heineke, you're kind of just banking on the fact that, yeah, you're not going to give up many points and, you know, your your offense has some leeway here. And it's just not quite there. And, and I guess that's sort of... From a broader standpoint, that's that's sort of the issue that we're looking at here as far as um, walking that tightrope of being uh, we're going to we're going to be a defense first team for a little bit while we figure things out. Uh, It just it's not going well right now. It's just not happening right now. It's so weird, too, because the first drive, I think we saw a lot of. well, their first touchdown drive, right? I think we mm-hmm. saw a lot of uh, different stuff formationally, um, some different things that we've seen all year. I think that they uh, were protecting Aaron Rodgers better than they were before. I mean, on that drive, they just, like, gutted Washington. And I was like, okay, here it comes. Like, the, this is it. We're ready. Um, and that's not at all what happened. I mean, I can't believe you can just keep turning it off like that. And there were some mistakes. I mean, obviously, you have a... Uh, muffed punt today I feel like I've said this four times but like today was the day of muff punts by the way mm. there was a ton of consequential muff punts today but again you let Taylor Heineke we know him as the taxpayer you let him mm-hmm. back into these games Gary and uh he's a spark plug you know that was it man uh gosh I can't believe I can't believe the commanders are three and four right now uh what a what a what a truly terrible football team. But uh, <laughs> they're hanging in right now. It's it's going kind of okay for them. I can't imagine there's many more wins left on the schedule, but we'll see how this plays out. But yeah, that's, you know, as far as what the Packers are doing offensively, it was just a lot of... It was just a lot of misdirection-type stuff, screen-type stuff, just smoke-and-mirrors-type stuff, uh, because they just don't trust anyone playing on the outside at this point. Yeah, and th- the question is, I mean, here's the weird thing. The letting go of Devontae Adams, like it wasn't an acrimonious thing. I think it was, you know, I, I don't think, you know, remember when Aaron Rodgers posted the last dance thing? 
the mm-hmm. Instagram picture of the last dance thing. Yep. I yep. think as much as Aaron Rodgers is probably fed up with Green Bay, I think that there was some element to that with Devontae Adams too. I don't think he was if he had his choice, I just don't think he was coming back. I guess like what I was saying what I'm saying is like that necessary that whole thing wasn't really gonna be in the cards long term anyway. And I think yeah. that they kinda knew that and so you're planning for the next the next kind of five years or whatever and how this is going to look. And I just, I I don't know. Did you misgauge the growing pains uh, at this point? Did you think that Christian Watson was going to be able to give you more at this point? Did you think like you had a little more in in the tank for Randall Cobb or is like, or is the offensive line screwing you up? Because I think too, if you're so intimately married between the run and the passes, the Packers are, does the fact that like AJ Dillon is, just in, com- completely unable to to move the football, and he's like a a barrel of a human being. Does that does that mess you up? You know, and are mm. are you know? I was I was thinking about it today, and it's it almost re- makes me think of like um like if something's wrong on a website, and there's just like a little tiny line of code in the back end of it, and it seems like that's what it is with the Packers. We're like it, there's just like these little tiny things that cause very big problems for them and it's like okay well we can't run outside we can't run wide zone so well then there's 80 other things that you can't do because you can't do that you know and so now they're sort of they feel more one-dimensional to me buccaneers panthers all right, and here is the other half of this very sad story. Uh, the Bucks, for a second straight week, just lose to a bottom-feeding team, and uh, this was convincing fashion here. Uh, they lose 21-3 to in Carolina. They're getting shut out for most of this game. Uh, <laughs> you, you keep on looking at the Bucks and saying, like, okay, well, they'll get it figured out. The weapons are back. You have Tom Brady. Uh, we've seen them turn things around in a shorter amount of time than, uh, than this, but it seems to be going rapidly in the other direction. And this is a familiar opponent. It's not a, a particularly sort of multiple, uh, problematic defense here. They don't give you a lot of stunning looks that are going to screw you up. They're just, you know, they're young and fast and usually Tom Brady can beat that. And it it was not competitive today. When, uh, when I covered baseball briefly, um, I, I got, uh, some of the tenured baseball writers caught me up on some of the lingo and one of my favorite phrases ever, um, which is that like if you saw a, a baseball player or a writer coming in in the morning after a late game, so then it's like late game and then, you know, you have to be back at the clubhouse at like seven the next mm-hmm. morning. Um, the guy would have a cup of coffee and like a scowl and you would say that that guy has the ass today. Um, and you're just <laughs> like, oh, look at that guy. He's He's got the ass. And like I didn't you didn't need to tell me what that meant. I think just everybody got it instantly. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, you just. You look like it's the cooler way to say that you have a case of the Mondays. And I think that the entire Buccaneers roster just has the ass right now. Like, everybody's mad. That first play, uh, was it the, was it the first play from scrimmage where Brady had Mike Evans open by, like, six miles? And then yeah. uh, the ball just bounced off Evans' hands and he just threw it. And I'm just like, I think everyone's just mad. You know, everyone needs a break. Uh, I mean, your quarterback's 46. Everyone just needs to take some time and uh, just take a breather. I think they'll be okay. And by the way, good for PJ Walker and good yeah. for Steve Wilkes. Walker obviously getting another start here. 
uh, and Steve Wilkes, who, look, Steve Wilkes will probably get n- not get another shot as a head coach in this league outside of, you know, basically getting to be interim head coach for what is the NFL qu- equivalent of like a uh, just a just a ghost ship. There's just nothing there. You're just floating through the sea until, uh, I don't know, the end of the world at this point. But cool. Oh, man, uh, this is a nice moment for him. And, you know, I hope Steve Wilkes, like 20 years from now, will kind of be like, yeah, I really got screwed over by that not very good franchise in Arizona uh, with a one and done year with the completely barren roster. And he can be like, but look what I did. Look what I did against Tom Brady. Like, I could have done that for someone. And uh, you blew it, NFL teams. Yeah. And I hope everyone's really sad, you know. <laughs> Just everyone's really sad, and they feel <laughs> they feel terrible about it. Um, random question, but it's it felt like, to me, like um, it almost looked like vintage Elway-esque. Like, Tom Brady's drops are getting really deep. Um I saw him like really far in the backfield, like much further than I ever remember him being. And maybe I just don't remember him being that far in the backfield, but felt like a lot of like five plus, which like you don't really do a whole lot in the NFL anymore. I wonder if they're just trying to get him some separation from, from the offensive line. Cause there was a lot of like, let's hammer the, uh, the a gap stuff, blitzing stuff from, from the Panthers, which works right when your two worst offensive linemen are your center and your guard so yeah that's a good next gen stats question uh are they compensating for their really really weak interior offensive line which had been a strength in the past are they compensating by having brady taking deeper drops i think too what they're doing is um if you look at it um i was looking at the um nfl game stats and information the uh, play direction and mm-hmm. last last year it was all between the center and the left guard like they ran like 80% of their run plays up that gap and it was like they were just daring people to stop it and now it's very even like they're i think they're just trying to find that again so that they can start generating the offense and the quick strikes the way that they want to but it's just not happening Hey guys, Mario Lopez here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit biotoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know... What were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. 
Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. Browns, Ravens. All right, the Ravens get back on track and uh, and beat the Browns in this one, but uh, it's still, it's, it's not beautiful here for the Ravens who seem to be kind of digging deeper and deeper into their bag of tricks as far as getting the run game going a little bit. And, uh, you know, I don't know what the long-term answer is, but they escape with a victory in this one, and that's always a good thing. Yeah, uh, and kind of had Mark Andrews was banged up and tried to decided to give it a go. Isaiah likely had uh, was stepping in a little bit, even though uh, Gary just trashed him as a player during our pre-draft uh, <laughs> uh, show. Just kidding. Um, mm. But, yeah, I mean, they're doing what they need to do. I think uh, – I, I don't know if I wrote this during the power rankings or whatever it was, but – I. I, here's my global NFL take, and you can accept it or reject it. But I think most of the bet we're in a defensive evolutionary period and an offensive stagnation period, right? Yeah. And so I think that defenses have kind of figured out for the most part how these teams are working. And when Tom Brady's saying bad football, I don't think it's bad football. I think it's just, you know defenses are kind of gaining their footing after just being absolutely throttled for the last three and a half seasons. Touchdowns, I believe, are down like 0.2. I think like it was like 2.8, and now it's like 2.34, so it's more than 0.2, but yeah. um, whatever one minus the other is. And um, <laughs> I think what's really interesting is rushing touchdowns are up and passing touchdowns. If the season ended today, Gary would be the worst it would be the lowest number of passing touchdowns per game since 2008 wow. so i think my my global take here is that i think that defenses have have come back they found their footing it's their turn in the cycle not to dominate but just not to be pantsed and embarrassed on a regular basis and so it looks uglier to us but yes i mean the ravens have been running this offense god bless them for what four years now and i just think teams are like yeah i mean you know we know what this is and we there's only so many ways you can dress it up and it's still kind of effective but it is what it is right now jets broncos 
All right, we got our wish with a Brett Rippon game here for the Broncos. Uh, it, it went pretty much as well as you would expect it would be. I do appreciate all the folks who are like, oh, see, it's it's just as, you know, they're struggling just as bad with Brett Rippon, so Russ Wilson is in the Broncos. It's like, yeah, well, <laughs> the $230 million quarterback is supposed to be on one level and, and not on the same level as your, uh, you know, basically veteran minimum. I was going to say, don't be knocking. Brett Rippon makes a nice living for his family. He does. He does. He, uh, you shop at Whole Foods. Nothing, nothing to be, uh, nothing to be sneezed at here. If that's a job you can get, you take it. Uh, but yeah, you know, Russell Wilson is supposed to be, uh, on a higher level than Brett Rippon. So I'm not sure what the takeaway is as far as Russell Wilson goes. Uh, but the Broncos just continue to struggle very badly. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the answer is. Uh, this is, uh, boy, it's just not going the way that we thought it was going to go um, from the beginning of the season. thought this team was going to win 11 games, and they're 2-5. and five. And to be honest, it just it's it seems – I, I don't know if you caught, like, uh, when they announced that Russell Wilson was out, um, Adam Schefter had said, uh, like, Russell Wilson did everything he could to get ready for this game and Nathaniel Hackett holding him back. And I, yeah. I, I saw that and I was like, this this place is a disaster. Like, it's just because, right, Adam doesn't – Adam's a great reporter and he's very connected, but, you know, he's not choosing that those words into – those words are being said somewhere <laughs> – along the line to him in no, in that order. Right. And so it's, yes. uh, you know, it's like, man alive like this. We've, we've reached, we've reached a bad place. Uh, this, this is a bad place that they're in right now. It's just like, uh, I don't know what the, look, even looking beyond the season, I don't know what the answer is at this point because yeah. you still have the quarterback problem. And again, and we've, we've talked about this. We're probably going to talk about this for the next, I don't know, four years, because that's how long he is locked into that deal with the, with the Broncos at this point. Uh, if Russell Wilson is going to insist on playing a style of football that he is ill-suited to play, uh, that's going to be the issue. I mean, this is, this is obviously an absurd, uh, you know, analogy here, but you know, if Tom Brady comes in and says like, I'm just a sprint option guy now, we're just going to run nothing but sprint option. You'd be like, uh, one, you'd probably want to know that before you sign him to a monster extension. Uh, hopefully someone had the conversation with him. I don't know if they did. I mean, that's that, there's just so many unanswered questions as to how this happened and how they ended up in this spot with, uh, again, a quarterback who is insisting on playing a style of football that he is not good at. Uh, as opposed to the style of football that he had been pretty good at, and and then you put on top of it, okay, what's the what's the physical drop off going to be uh, into his thirties? How's it going to affect his uh, previous style of play that he was good at? Considering it was very much based on uh, a lot of stuff that kind of tends to go away physically as you get older. Yeah, <laughs> is, I... is that what they call it? Stuff <laughs> that tends to go away physically as you get older. Yeah, um, it it is. Uh... Boy, like this is going to be either either the Walmart guy is like, well, this is bad and uh, and just says, well, whatever, let's just trade him. And I, I mean, I, at this point, I this well, l- let me back up. Let's say that the Broncos were like, holy shit, uh, like the Walmart guy comes in. I don't know what the Walmart guys. Is it 
Is it Walt? Like, is his name Walt? His name. His, his name's Walt. <laughs> oh, is his that what they call Walt? Walmart? Is that what they call Walmart? Yeah, I always assume so. Okay. Um. So yeah, if Walmart guy comes in and uh, <laughs> his his name's Rob Walton. <laughs> Rob. Rob Walton. Um. And he comes in and he's like, oh, uh, by some miracle, he was just like, yeah, no, uh, Russell Wilson's the problem. Uh, let's just see what we can get for him. And I'll, I'll, I'll take the profits from one of my stores in six hours and I'll pay the dead cap hit. No, no big yeah. deal. Whatever. Um, who would any team trade significant draft capital for him again? There were already, I mean, look, you go back a couple of years, there were some offensive coaches who were not thrilled at the prospect of of working with him because, uh, again, he is a guy who lived off a lot of improvisation. Uh, and, you know, we can, that's a whole other conversation. How much does it bother you if your play caller can't get into rhythm or you don't know exactly where the ball is going, et cetera, et cetera. And that stuff's neither here nor there. And obviously his play out of structure more than outweighed uh, the shortcomings when it came to that. But if you were an offensive coach, that can be uh, fairly frustrating. Right now, if you are, I mean, and look, coaches don't get to make the final call in in most of these situations. But if you're like an offensive coach, <laughs> I mean, my God, no, that's this this is a this is a horror story for an offensive coaching staff. I mean, this is this is the last thing you want is a huge money, big name quarterback coming in and kind of telling you he's not going to do the stuff that made him really good in the past. And uh, you have to make him into, again, Tom Brady running the sprint option type of stuff uh, and and figure out a way to make it work because there's not really an answer. There's no answer to uh, completely reinventing someone's style of play, uh, even setting aside the physical deficiencies. Uh, you can't do that at age 35. I mean, it, it's it's done. So, you know, some owner might get starry-eyed and bring him in. Some defensive coach might say, uh, boy, I remember what a pain in the butt it was to game plan for him. Mm, uh, let's put point. him under center. But, man, if you're an offensive coach, oof. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know what the, I don't know what the, the horror movie analogy is here. Uh, they're too scary for me. I don't watch those movies. I would, I would guess. This is just a guess. I would guess if you rounded up, really, right? Because who else? Do do we remember another team kind of being in on Wilson this off season? There were stuff being thrown out there. I mean, look. The most regrettable thing I said this summer, and boy, could could you imagine this alternate reality? You had posed the question, if you were the Eagles, would you spend all that draft capital and go get Russell Wilson now? Uh, and just, you know, after Jalen Hurts had that problematic uh, playoff loss in Tampa, just say, you know what? We were never really fully in on Jalen Hurts anyway. Let's go get a guy who we know will give us a certain level of play. I mean, that's... <laughs> <laughs> that would have been just the worst thing in the world uh, oh to, to move on to move on from Jalen Hurts and also to move on there. So my advice there was terrible. Uh, I don't know if the Eagles were ever seriously in on him, though. I don't know if the Panthers were ever seriously. Uh, the Panthers seemed to be in on everyone, so probably you could you could get uh, uh, something out of Carolina at that point. But um, mm. I mean, I don't know, man. It's but I, I was going to say if you would have asked. 
Um, family feud style. We're pulling 100 offensive coordinators. How many of you would like to be the primary play caller for Russell Wilson? Mm, less than 10? Yeah. I would say. And the 10 you're going to get are the guys who are kind of last gasp. You know, they're on their way out the league and they're kind of saying, well, let me let me try and fix them. I can I can get this back on track. Yep. Uh, I can figure this out because I'm not going to I'm not going to get another option anywhere else. Yeah. Um, before we go on this game, two nice things. Quentin uh, Quentin Williams is is murdering people right now. Yes. He is just uh, he is phenomenal. I don't know what happened. I mean, he's always been very good, but he's killing people right now and uh zach wilson learned how to climb the pocket it's really cool Mm -hmm. like uh that it was so bad for a long time and he's he's looking very comfortable back there it's it's really neat and he had some really cool runs today um i don't know this is just like you're eventually gonna need more out of him but this they look like a complete football team they do uh, this is going very well for the Jets, and again, we've we've said it a bunch of times, there's like three or four teams at the top, there's like two or three teams at the bottom, and then it's just a mess uh, in between that, and the Jets are in between that, but they're, they're emerging, and they are going to, uh, you got five wins right now, that means you're going to be sticking around, you're going to be playing meaningful football at least into December, and uh, let's see, let's see what happens. Seahawks chargers seahawks another just really nice surprise this year uh kind of on both sides of the ball they get you know obviously geno smith is playing very well uh they lose dk metcalf in this one but they end up getting a big day out of uh ken walker who uh had a clinching run in this one uh i will say though they are really playing above expectation in the secondary on this team that was just not very good the last couple of years. And yeah, there were, you know, Mike Williams ended up getting hurt in this one late. The Chargers are kind of short on weapons. Keenan Allen suited up, didn't play a ton. Uh, but this Seahawks defense is, is they're okay. And they haven't been okay in a while. You know why? Because they were playing Russell Wilson at cornerback, and now they're not. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that I mean that's been the biggest surprise and I wonder if so I did this story like god 10 years ago and uh I got I got my hands on a pamphlet that the Seahawks used to send to undrafted free agents mm-hmm. as to why they should choose the Seahawks and uh, it was like a PDF um that they used to text to prospective undrafted free agents to be like we employ more of you than any other team in the league and this is why it's great and you should come here because we all just compete and you know that's pete carroll's thing i mean he and he started so many of these little things uh these competition things that every team in the nfl kind of copies now and and does and everything like that but um i think he might have with the change in energy in the building i think has probably gotten himself to the point where he can start coaching this team like he used to be able to you know what i mean like i think that there's probably a general freedom to all of this now like you don't it's pete carroll unleashed it's like um he's like uh oh he's like john favreau and chef like he can finally cook what he wants to cook you know no pun intended on the on the cooking thing but i (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't know. I don't know that movie either. It was also too scary for me to watch. <laughs> too, many, too many knives in that one. <laughs> hey, guys. It's Rich Davis from Cavino and Rich here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance or any terrain from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew could stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you could sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter what your style, you could drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. Five to six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your life sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Giants, Jaguars. All right, we enter the lightning-ish round, and apologies to the Giants, because you probably don't quite belong here, but uh, uh, this was a thriller. This was another, uh, you know, Giants pulling one out uh, late. Really, really cool uh, stand on the goal line at the end of this one. They played that ball perfectly and end up stopping the Jaguars within a yard of uh, scoring what would have been the tying touchdown with a chance to kick an extra point and win it. But... uh, yeah, man, it it just keeps on working for the Giants, and 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 it's it's a bit of a tightrope, but I still think the Jaguars are a quality opponent, even if their record does not say so, and the Giants just keep on uh, hanging and then sort of knocking out these teams. 
it is the perfect season for the Giants, right? Where it's not this sort of, like you said, right? There's no dominant scheme. And so what the Giants are doing is just so smart, right? You're just on every play, and it, it sounds so basic, right? But you're just taking what the defense gives you on every play. And sometimes, like you have guys like Saquon Barkley, and so it's going to work out where he's very hard to tackle. Um, but this team has no business winning these games. I mean, they have no wide receivers right now, and it's it's just incredible. I mean, Dable is – I mean, everyone says that there's a lot of Coach of the Year candidates at this point, but I, I honestly don't think it's fairly close. I think he is far and away the the, the leading candidate here. I'm still on the Jaguars bandwagon, by the way. I want to make clear. I, th- I still think they're a wild card contender uh, come December. Noted. Um, but, I, you know, I saw a lot of good out of Jacksonville today, too. Like, I think that they're coming into their own with an offensive identity, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think that it's uh, it's just, like, God, the Giants are just, I, I think last week I called them a, a very beautiful barnacle. Like, they're just, they sit on the bottom of the boat. <laughs> and 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 you can just never get them off. Like no matter how hard you try, they're just going to be there, and that's very cool. Falcons, Bengals. All right, so here we go with the Bengals. They are uh, looking really good again. It seems like they're finding some answers offensively. Uh, this is going to be, I still think, really really good. This is going to be a team that's going to be poised for another deep playoff run uh, in a couple of months here. Yeah. Uh, what was what was the stat for Joe Burrow now? He has more 400-plus yard games at this point in his career than anybody in NFL history. Like through is that three true? Years. He okay. has more 400-yard games through three years than any player in NFL history. Okay. I think. I'll believe that. Um, yeah, I mean, they're just... They're toasting people. And this was probably the, I would guess, um, maybe like a little bit of the straw that broke the camel's back, right? Dean Pease saw how teams were getting weird and attacking them from different sides. But like we had talked about, right, once the rubber meets the road on their protection and their timing and their, and then you can get Burrow into a rhythm, it's it's good night, Sally. And, uh, yeah, it's good night, Sally. <laughs> Who's Sally, huh? I don't know. I've never heard that phrase, goodnight Sally. You never heard? Is goodnight Sally a phrase? I don't think so. I think you just added Sally to the phrase goodnight. <laughs> goodnight Sally. Um, Boy, it's nothing. I mean, there's nothing okay, coming there's up on Amazon. Th- yeah, there's some stuff. Someone did a song. The men did a song called goodnight Sally. That sounds made up. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It looks uh, it looks pretty rocking. This this and no offense to the to the men, um, and it looks like there's some women in the band. But this 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 song has 200 views on YouTube. I mean, listen, that's that's twice as much as our show, and we used to uh, we used to try to make people see our face. But still, mm. it's, this is not a sh- this is not a song I would have heard. Is all I'm saying. Colts Titan. Oh, also the Titans just continue to smash the Colts every time they play them. Uh, the Colts kind of regress to what they had been over the first four games of the season, and uh, you know, defensive touchdown in this one, and just a really ugly game. Uh, but yeah, this is how the Titans want to play in all likelihood, and uh, it's how they played and it's how they won. This is one of those years where, uh, like. Uh, 
would would any of us be surprised just based on the quality and the type of football that we've been seeing if this is when the Titans make their Super Bowl run? It's just it's an ugly season and it's just like teams that are just better at winning ugly than other teams are surviving, right? And like you said, a lot of situational occurrences there, drop balls, fumbles, all that kind of stuff, but this is just a team that's just built Boy, I mean, we called the Giants the Titans light, but we might now need to call the Titans the Giants light, right? Yeah. No, I'm on board with that. Uh, it's it's a, a – gosh, I, I it's hard to picture anyone in the AFC just sort of tumbling down the hill uh, until they just sort of roll into the Super Bowl, but I guess it's possible. I'll, I'll keep an open mind. Texans Raiders. All right, so the Raiders, uh, gosh, last time we saw them was that Chiefs game on Monday night, and Devontae Adams is is pushing photographers over on the way off the field. Uh, It's been just a bummer of a season for a team that I still insist is a pretty good team. Again, they're in that, that, you know, goulash of mediocrity, uh, and I think they're one of the better ones there. And uh, look, they, they... they outclassed the Texans for a week. We've seen the Texans give some uh, other good teams some issues. Goulash. Goulash. Um, yeah. That's like, um, what's in a goulash? Just stuff. Just all the stuff you can find. Whatever you can find, you throw it into a, a big a big pot, and you just let it simmer. And mm. that's how you make a goulash. All right. I'm more of a borscht guy. All right. You ever have any okay. borscht? No. No. Um, <laughs> what if that was all we said from this game? We just like completely moved on. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I thought there, I, I think I said it two weeks ago, right? The Raiders were the best one in four team that I've ever seen. Um, yeah. And um, could the AFC is so weird that I wouldn't put it past them to come back here and to get a little hot. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, other than that, it's just, you know, I don't know. I need more, you know? This this was just, you know, this wasn't a matchup that, that blew me away, you know? My lasting memory from this game is Davis Mills dropping back and trying to do the old college football, the stiff play-action handoff, and then just no one being there to take it. And yeah. you know, I was just like, okay, this is... <laughs> This is what this game is, you know? <laughs> a metaphor for something. A metaphor for not very watchable offensive football. Uh, Davis Mills, look, he had a good first sort of two and a half quarters in this game. Yes, And we, we all wonder, okay, is Davis Mills going to uh, emerge as a viable long-term candidate uh, no. to be the Texans quarterback <laughs> coming into the year. And yeah, the answer has been no. So I, there's still a half a season. It's not like they're going to be like, all right, send him to the bench and send uh, who do they have their uh, Brandon Allen at this point as their Josh backup. McCown, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Get me Josh McCown. And then we'll, we'll just oh, make man. him the head. Co- That's what they should do. They should make him play quarterback for half the season so that they can then allow, then he can win over the locker room and become the head coach, just like there they always go. wanted. Yeah. Well, as we know, Jack Easterby no longer uh, in, in Houston, and it will be interesting to see if Josh McCown gets gets another interview for a head coach in Houston now that uh, now that Mr. Easterby is no longer there. Mm-hmm. The MMQB NFL podcast is Connor Orr and me, Gary Gramling. We are produced by Shelby Royston. As I's executive producer of podcasts is Scott Brody, and our senior podcast producer is Dan Bloom. Mark Mravik is emeritus editor of the MMQB Super Bowl champion. Andy Benoit is the founder 
of the MMQV NFL Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to this feed on Apple Podcasts, and once you do, please leave a rating and review, because it really does help other people find the show, which is also available on Spotify, Stitcher, SI.com, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billie's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to, like, choose a more challenging route than just, like, da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like, it could have been, like, easier. And a lot of people have asked me, like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and, like, so simple? And what else was it going to... Like, that's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. At-